Hello and welcome to What Do You Say Anime, a podcast devoted to providing you with anime discussions, reviews, and random hijinks. Episodes contain spoilers and possible shit takes on shows you love, so listener discretion is advised. If you are a fan of the show, please consider liking, subscribing, or if you are on Apple Podcasts, leaving a review as this is the most effective way of growing our channel. We are also on Twitter at What Do You Say Annie, that's What Do You Say A-N-I on Twitter, where you can stay up to date on the podcast between episodes. So without further ado, let's get started on today's episode. Hello everybody and welcome to What Do You Say Anime? I'm your host Peter and on today's episode we will be discussing the upcoming absolute stacked of a season that is the spring 2020 anime lineup. Joining me in the discussion as always is my partner in crime, the fatal otaku himself, Adam. Adam, how's life been since the recent self-quarantine that most of us have self-implemented in our daily lives? Uh, it's... It has its ups and downs. It's really easy to get to work nowadays because there's no traffic out on the roads. But uh, my gym's my gym is shut down, so it's been making working out pretty hard. Yeah, but I, it gives me time to I guess sit down and watch stuff, catch up on my gaming collection and anime that I'm behind on. So there's yeah, that. Yeah. So I recently resorted to working from home full time, and that resulted in me starting One Piece. So I am 21 episodes into One Piece. That's interesting as well, but like you said before, my gym is also closed, so I resorted to running outside, which I hate. So this has been a uh, nice change of pace in some aspects because I'm getting my endurance up a little bit more, which I'm happy for, but I'm really missing my stationary bike at the gym. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, it gives like normally I use the stationary bike. I can like watch something on it. I can't do that when I'm out running outside, and it's still not quite warm enough that I like am comfortable running it's always like a strong breeze blowing in my face and i'm like i'm freezing i have to wear like long sweatpants or and uh long johns in order to like stay warm so it's like still not quite warm enough to be convenient to be outside yeah i ran the other day and i was running with gloves on so that was i was like this is not really what i want to be doing right now but when life hands you lemons you you gotta make lemonade sometimes and unfortunately that lemonade is pretty bitter right now but you know what we'll get through it we've done it before as humans so but luckily for us in self-quarantine, we are handed a gift in some sort of the absolute stack spring 2020 season, which we will be previewing today on this episode. I know there's a lot that we have to go through, and there's so many so many shows that we want to watch that this podcast would have been three hours of all the shows we're going to watch. But we're breaking it down into 15 shows that for sure we're watching. And we left some off that are probably going to be one of those shows where we'll watch, we'll do the three episode rule 
and see if we continue with it. But these are the shows that we are more than likely going to be watching multiple episodes we have high aspirations for. So let's get started with my most excited show of not even spring, but in the entire year. And that is my teen romantic comedy snafu. So Adam, I know that I've seen a lot of it. You've seen a lot of it. Tell me what you like about my teen romantic comedy snafu. I Hachiman is probably my favorite part. I love his nihilist and like narcissistic personality that he has. He's constantly like, he's like, like stuck up, but also like is constantly putting himself in a position to like be the bad guy in every situation. And I kind of like, to an extent, like like him for that. Like he doesn't need to be like the hero that you normally get in shows like that, like in shows in general. But at the same time, like you feel bad for him because he can't see the positive in anything. And he actually does have good qualities, even though he's like doesn't like doesn't like to show him or give himself credit for him. I don't know. I, I think he's a great character. It's he's not a protagonist you normally get in other shows. Yeah, like you said before, he has those qualities that you don't normally see, but I think as you've progressed through season one and season two, which I have now seen Six times, I recently watched the dub of this show, which was pretty good. I think the sub is just overall generally better on this show. But, and all, all of anime, I'm a big, big fan of, like, character development. And just, I want to see that person grow throughout the show. And I think Hachiman is either number one or number two all time for me in terms of character development. It's between him and Tsukushima from Haiku. That I just love how he's grown as a person where he, in like the beginning of like season one, if you haven't seen this show already, you need to get on it right now. But he is more of like the quiet type, but he's, he is normally looking out for the betterment of other people. Even if he thinks that he is a nuisance to other people, he will get out of the way of other people. And that shows like a good quality in him, but he just does it in like a negative way. That that's not really healthy for like his psyche and everything like that. And as the show goes on, you see that character development. And this is one of those seasons where I just assumed this would never happen. So I unfortunately like read the spoilers and we could discuss that at a later time. But this is a, one of those shows where there are three girls kind of... There's two pretty prominent girls in the story and there's one girl who's kind of like the, the wild card I'd say. So you can kind of say that this is like a three-girl race in this type of show. And my girl didn't win, unfortunately, which is okay. But it's just one of those shows where you're going to be picking a best girl. And you're going to have a lot of fun watching these characters. Not even not just Hachiban, but the other characters as well grow. And it's one reason why I'm, I absolutely adore the show. Yeah, when I think about the show, I always go back to the roof scene where he's confronting the, uh, was it the, not the, was it the president of the student council or whatever, or the chair, who was like in, in charge of running uh, the event, they're putting on an event, and she's like in charge of running it, but she's like this, like, she's a narcissist she's like him. The brat, she pretend, right? Yeah, the brat. Yeah. I forget her name. It starts with an S, but, um, but she like she's a narcissist like him is constantly wanting people to, like pamper her and she's always trying to play the victim and have people like comfort her and tell her how much they need her and stuff like that and he just straight up tells her the 
like tells her how it is and like calls her out for it, but knows that everyone's going to take her side because nobody, like, nobody well likes him for the most part at this point. But I don't know, he, he like throws himself under the bus, and it's like I, I love that scene just because it gives you a you see him like trying to help out another friend of his in that scene, but by making himself out to be the bad guy and like trying to give her a slap of reality, but it doesn't get through. And so like, sometimes there are people that just you're never going to get through to, but I don't know. I love that scene. I'd, I'd recommend watching the show. If you but haven't seen it, that's yet. one reason why, like I love the show is because it not a lot of times when you like teen high school romances, it's really straightforward and everything is really predictable. And this show is not like that. And you have a main character that people, a lot of people do not like, but like, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like a different side of, you can see it from his side, but you can also kind of see it through other people's eyes of why they don't like this character at all. But it's really nice to see like the growth between mostly the three between uh, Yuki and I forgot the pink hero girl's name. Uh, what well, you know what I mean? But like you, the group aspect of like high school and drama and like not everything is perfect and pretty Sometimes there's, like, real shit going on. And this is just one of those shows where I like to see the the character development and, like, the actual realness of, like, high school drama and r romance. And it's literally one of my favorite shows I've seen. And there's a reason why I've watched it six times. Yeah, I'm going to have to re-binge it. Because I've, I've only seen it the one time back when the first two seasons came out. I watched them. And I, I have it on my shelf here. So maybe in quarantine I'll catch it back up tonight. Maybe I have enough time to watch it at least. I've I know I just said I kind of, kind of contradict myself. I would kind of maybe try recommending watching it the dub and seeing how you like it. It's on High Dive, so if you have VI, VRV or High Dive, check out the dub. It's not the I just think the sub is fantastic, but I think the dub was actually did a really good job, and it kind of gives a different feel to the story as well, just based off of characters, like the lines that they use and the tones that they set. So it's just a different, it's kind of like a different type of show with the dubbing but i definitely recommend it and yeah check it out if you're a fan of like romance comedy slice of life drama it's, it has all of this into one and not to mention the amazing character development so let's stop gushing on the teen romantic comedy snafu and we'll get into my winner for comedy of the year from 2019 this is the sequel and that was love is war season two now, Love is War is a different type of rom-com where if you haven't seen season one, it's the premise is the two main characters know they like each other, but their game that they're playing with each other is that whoever confesses to the other person loses, essentially. So they're playing like a mind game of trying to get the other person to confess and different hijinks just involve. It involves two amazing female characters in chica and kagua chico is my winner for best girl of 2019 and the comedy in it is pinpoint amazing i love everything the little skits that they go with it each episode is broken into maybe like six to eight minute i'd say like skits or just situations that happen and there's usually three per episode so it's a really fun easy light-hearted like romantic comedy adam do you have any thoughts on love is war season two I think you pretty much covered it. It's really funny. Like, and the characters are, they're great characters. It's like pretty much like a three person cast for the most part. 
you get uh, Chika, Kaguya, and I, I'm so bad with names, I forget the main The president. Or the the president. Yeah. The, the, they're probably the weakest of the three, but like the hijinks and the mind games that they try to play with each other just it is a, it's a blast to watch. Yeah. Definitely. And it's like, like you were saying, it's broken up in each episode into like little chunks. So you can even watch it like piece by piece. Like if you're on like a 15 minute break at, well, most people aren't going to have breaks at work now, but <laughs> if you're ever on like a 15 minute break, you can watch like half an episode and you'll get like a short little skit. That's just a perfect beginning, middle and end. So yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, have you ever seen, I know some other people have seen The Disastrous Life of Psyche K, how that's kind of the comedy that's broken up into segments in each episode. It kind of has that similar premise. So really easy, like six minutes if you want to just like, if you're on the ba- you're in the bathroom or something like that, so the really easy watch. And it is mostly comedy. It is technically like a rom-com. I'd say it's a comedy that has the premise of like romance, but this is mostly just a fun, lighthearted comedy show with amazing characters and you definitely will laugh a lot and have a great time with love is war all right moving into sword art online war of the underworld's second season second part so this is taking place after the war war of the underworld has begun the human alliance is fighting against the uh goblin or the the uh, i'm trying to remember what they are the dark (laughs) alliance or whatever Basically, everybody that isn't human, the elves and all that stuff. Um, Kirito's still in his coma. Asuna, uh, Leafa, and Sinan have entered the underworld under the goddess accounts and have some insane powers. While that's going on, the Dark Alliance has basically released access to the server to the entire world, getting everybody from the U... U.S. basically the, the time because of the time zones the U.S. Are, people are awake right now. They gave them all access to the server, and they're all playing against the humans. So they're logging into accounts, fighting for the dark side. And Lifa, no, sorry, not Lifa. Lizbeth is rounding out the remaining Japanese players that are still awake and trying to convince them to convert their accounts over to Underworld so that they can go and basically fight and try to get Kirito and Alice out of there before the whole world gets shut down and nuked. So you have a big war scene going on. It should be really, really interesting from if you're a fan of Sword Art Online, you're probably caught up. You probably don't need me to convince you to watch it. And if you're not a fan, probably not going to watch it anyway. So (laughs) big true question for you. Will this end the Aliceization arc? Yes, this is, from what I am aware, the last part of the Alicization arc. So by the end of this, they're going to be out of the Underworld game. Okay, so uh, do you know if there's any other SAOs planned after this core? Or is this like is this like the end of, like say for instance, like SAO Season 2? Where like, it's done, and then now we're moving on to like SAO, I guess it would be Alicization. Yeah, it's... For, so there is more to the manga afterwards. I don't know how much or sorry i shouldn't say manga light novel there's more to the light novel afterwards that does take place like after the these events but i don't know how much of it there is to actually make more of an anime so for the most part this would be the end of what we will see for the anime for at least the foreseeable future if i'm wrong about that i'm sure someone can post in the comments but i don't think there's enough content to start another season yet 
Got it. Right on. Well, I'm looking forward to bashing on people who like this again. So, you know how me and Adam feel on SAL. So, I'm looking forward to just seeing people's reactions and then me, you know, being the hater. <laughs> it still is really beautiful. Like, the visuals of this, it, it, this last seasons have been pretty freaking amazing. I'll take your word for it. Actually, you did show me a fight and I actually thought, I did say, like, that wasn't that, not that bad. So, I'll give you props on the animation for sure. Next up, we have the fifth season of Food Wars. I cannot believe that they are making this. Not gonna lie, this is probably gonna be a hate watch for me because I thought season four was pretty shit compared to the other seasons. I don't really know the premise of it. I'm assuming they're gonna run into a new rival and then cook stuff. So if you like Food Wars, you're gonna watch it. If you don't like Food Wars, you're not gonna watch it. I'm gonna hate watch it just because I'm already this far there's no reason for me not to. Adam, did you ever watch season four? I never watched season four. It was something I, I still want to do just because I'm already three seasons in at this point. I might as well finish it, but I'm not in any rush to go out there and watch it yet. I'll probably just try to get it done before this next season ends and try to get caught up by the time everything's all wrapped up. Yeah, I don't think this is concluding with the because the manga is finished and I don't think season five ends with where the manga ended. So I do don't I didn't think we were going to get a season five, so it's possible we get a season six to wrap up the manga in the anime version, but we'll see. I mean, right now anime is so crazy with shows getting sequels and stuff like that. So to say that it won't get a season six is I, I don't know. If this was a few years ago, I'd say there's no way, but at this point, I'd say there's probably like a fifty fifty chance they actually conclude the anime from what the manga had portrayed. And from what I hear from a lot of people, they would like that the anime to change how the manga ended because a lot of people were pissed on how the manga ended. Alright, next up on the docket is Tower of God. So this is based on, if I remember right, a Korean light novel. It's a or no, webtoon. Ma, ma, okay, so it's a ma, manhwa. So essentially Korean uh, manga that was translated into a webtoon. And it's part of the Webtoon Crunchyroll partnership that they made. Yeah, alright, so... What Peter just said. So it has... It's its roots are... It's a Korean manga, though. And, and it's about a boy named Bomb from... If I'm reading that right, Bomb or Bam. Who uh, lives underneath a tower his entire life. And one of, these, one of the days the tower opens up. And he's able to start adventuring and going through the tower to try to reach the top. And essentially escape and find his friend i believe it's rachel yep and from what i've heard this is a really good series that people have been talking about so because of the hype that it got from people that have read it they're saying that's going to be really good i'm taking their word on it i'm going to jump into it do you know much have you read any of tower of god or Re read a little bit just the to get like a idea of how big of a deal this is, this is essentially it when if Bleach got this is like when Bleach got adapted into an anime. Uh, Tower of God is considered one of the th big three of manhwa or Korean manga. So Tower of God is one. Uh, no Bleesy, I believe it's pronounced, which is also getting made into an anime that's also part of the Webtoons and Crunchyroll deal, which is coming out later. I think later in 2020. That's also part of the big three. And then the last one is called Solo Leveling, which is the highest rated manhwa of all time. And when that, when Solo Leveling gets an adaptation, the internet is going to explode. 
I Adam, I'm sorry about to say this. Think of SAO, but it's really good. That's what <laughs> that's what solo leveling is about. So when that when solo leveling gets an adaptation, it's gonna be huge. But Tower of God is essentially so there's the, the Naruto, the One Piece, and Bleach for the big three. This is the Bleach of the big three for the Korean. Solo leveling is the One Piece, and then. Oh, what's the big three? Dragon Ball? I don't know. I screwed it up. But you know what I so, mean. So, yeah, the big three, you were right the first time. It was Bleach, Naruto, and uh, One Piece. Dragon Ball Z was kind of like the ancestor. And then you have, like, if you try to talk about the big four, you throw in Fairy Tale or something like sure. that in there. But, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So, for us Americans or whatever, English-speaking anime watchers, this is the Bleach of Manwa. So... It's a big deal that this is becoming an anime. So I hope everybody watches Tower of God. I think a lot of people are going to be drawn into it. It's kind of that borderline between uh, Shonen and Sinan, where it's a little bit more adult, but it's not as bloody as Sinan. So it's not going to be like Vinland Saga, but it's not going to be like Dragon Ball Z. It's going to be like it's in between. So I think it's going to draw a lot of attention from a lot of people just based off of the premise and like the style it goes with all right next up we have our i think this is an isekai but yeah uh my life as a villainous all routes lead to doom that's just the condensed version of this light novel because the title is like 47 words and i'm not gonna do all of it this one is one of the newer ones the premise is an eight-year-old a uh, girl is the only daughter of a duke living her life peacefully and without incident until she hits her head on a rock and then remembers that she is not actually the duke's daughter. She used to be an otaku who died on her way to school after spending the previous night playing Fortune Lover, her favorite Otome game. After noticing that her current surroundings seem oddly familiar, she is shocked to discover that she has been reincarnated into a world as a Fortune Lover as the villainess. So she gets trans into her favorite game as the bad chick uh it kind of has like the feeling of a reverse isek or sorry reverse harem it is like a rom-com fantasy romance type of style it looks amazing the artwork looks absolutely incredible so i know i'm pretty excited for this one it's not like my number one it's just this season's packed with rom-coms but the visuals look unbelievable i'm definitely checking out am do you have any all right, any thoughts on my life as a villainous all routes lead to doom? So I play or I used to play a ton of visual novels and I have a huge collection of them on Steam that I don't play enough of. I just don't have time. But like I love the idea of being teleported into a like visual novel story and having to like be the bad guy where you're where the so basically yeah, from the uh title you can already tell that she's all routes lead to doom. There is no happy ending for her, but trying to avoid that fate is pretty much the, uh, I, I just think it's a pretty cool idea. Like you don't, again, not, you don't really see a lot of this style of playing the bad guy. It's kind of like the, the overlord, but for a visual novel, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I'm really sold on because of right now we have, uh, the Bofuri anime where i'm a big fan right now of just like cute girls and funny situations and this show just looks like a cute girls cute animations doing funny stuff so i'm sold it's probably not gonna be a 10 out of 10 show but 
it definitely looks like the, the type of show where I would just like sit back and relax and watch. And that's the kind of vibes I'm getting from it. All right, next up we have the second season of Fruit Baskets. Absolutely love Fruits Basket. It won my slice of life uh, anime of the year for 2019. The Soma Clan and Toru Honda are back together again and probably just doing random hijinks. The story is based off of the family of the Soma Clan where if they are hugged by a girl, they turn into a uh, animal of the Zodiac and just hijinks just ensue. It's mostly like slice, slice of life drama. I think in the second season, I never saw the original Fruits Basket. I'm going to put this out, so I don't know what happens. But I'm assuming it has romance in its title, so or in the genre. So I think we're going to start leaning more towards Toru having romantic feelings towards like the two main Soma dudes that she lives with. So really interested to see how this second season of Fruits Basket turns out. Adam, I know you watched the original Fruits Basket. I don't know if you want to shine a light on anything or if you plan on watching the second season. Adam. Oh no, we lost Adam. Okay, so I'm just doing the podcast myself. Um, one second here. Adam, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay, we 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 had some technical difficulties, but we're good now. All right, I was I was could hear you and I was talking and my mic was lighting up, no, but I wasn't saying hey, anything. Part of right. part of podcasting is having technical difficulties, but we're good. All right, so yeah, um, you're pretty much spot on. You're, there's definitely going to be a much more of a romantic vibe going on in this next part, and I'm definitely going to watch season two because this is one of my favorite shows from when I was in high school. It was one of the first shows I watched when I started like watching anime, knowing it was anime. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be giving it a shot. Did you watch the remake of the first part of this season of Fruits Basket? Yeah, I did. Okay, right on. Awesome. Well, yeah, I know I'm looking forward to it. It's probably going to be the front runner for Slice of Life of 2020 since Laidback Camp got delayed to 2021. So, looking forward to Fruits Basket season two. All right, next up we have Wave Listen to Me. This is of a girl named uh, Koda Minare. And she one day she's at a bar drinking and she starts spilling her heartbroken woes to someone she's talking to at the bar, only to discover the next day that her voice is coming out of the radio and her whole story was recorded. So she gets all angry runs down to the station and demands that they put a stop to it. And the station director tricks her into basically doing a little talk show, explaining what was going on in the dialogue. And she does such a good job that she ends up getting a job at the radio station. I really like the look of this show. I really like the idea that, or just the idea of like a radio, like comedy about character getting in a radio. It's not a genre. We really, see a lot about and now that we're doing a podcast about anime it kind of tied into something i was interested in and watching the uh, pvs that they have there's a really interesting little uh 
like vignettes that they play where like aliens are attacking and she's like riding a bear and stuff like that. So like, I'm interested to see where the stories go. Cause they're not all always going to be about her life from what I can tell or else she has a very active imagination. So I'm really interested just to kind of see where the story goes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it because it is a sign in comedy and we haven't really had many sign in comedies like in the last, I don't know, a couple of years, the last one I can honestly remember is Gray and Blue from, I think, 2018. So this is going to be a much more adult-themed comedy. So I'm a big fan of anything that's adult-themed. I can get away from the high school hijinks. So really looking forward to Wave Listen to Me. I hope it's as good as I've heard. I know, I know one person who's read the manga, and she likes it a lot. So this is one of the shows that I have a lot of hype for, and I really hope it reflects, like, our age group more than just like the typical high school like shonen stuff so this is just hopefully just a way to get away from what we're normally used to type of thing yeah uh i do think i think you make a really good point there like there isn't a lot of shows that are about like people in their like middle ages like between the like late 20s to like early third or late 20s into their 30s where you just get like real life situations i mean we have a love is hard for otaku which i really liked about like so good older people dating and older romance and i think we need more comedies and stuff that cover come from that demographic i'm just gonna throw this out there since you said it love is hard for otaku the manga is incredible i am not a manga reader that manga is unbelievable i like it more than the anime which is insanely hard for me to say so if you've seen Love is Hard for an Otaku, please read the manga. I know this is just a side rant. Yeah, so definitely check that out if you uh, are interested in that type of comedy. Next, we're moving into BNA, and this is a Studio Trigger original set in the 21st century with humanoid animals and humans that are living together. One day, Michiru, a high school student, turns into a Tanuki person and ends up having to live in the animal city, Anima City, where she meets a wolf man named Shiro Ogami. And then she has to investigate why she became an animal and gets mixed up into a series of crazy events. So this is like a supernatural, uh, like fantasy, I guess would be the best way to put it with like cute animal people i really like the design of this studio trigger does amazing work is there anything you really want to say about it well it's trigger so i'm watching it no matter what i think this is their first show since sssss gridman if i'm not mistaken because they did promare last year which was the movie so trigger normally does like one thing a year it seems like so this is their 2020 thing um they randomly released the first six episodes to oh yesterday but unfortunately, it's in Netflix Japan jail, so if you want to torrent it or something, this first six episodes are available. Uh, I'm going to... I'm. This is one of those shows where I am going to go out of my way to find a stream of some sort to watch it. Don't come after me, FBI, please. Because I'm just... I love... Most things Trigger does, I'm just a fan of. Their art style is so unique. Their stories are crazy... Because they did, like, Kill a Kill. They did Promare. Uh, uh, they did, I mean, off the top of my head. Gurren Lagan. Gurren Lagan, which is one of my top, like, seven shows of all time. So, they have so many cool things. 
Uh, yeah, the show's called BNA or Brand New Animal. We had like a running joke because she has a basketball, and if you switch the letters around, it's NBA. So I don't know how basketball is involved in this, but if there's anything basketball related in anime, you'd know I'm watching it. So I'll definitely be checking out BNA when. I might honestly check it out tonight. <laughs> we'll see if it's available on some streaming sites that people know of. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm. I think if you did uh, like a, uh, I don't know, you could probably just like spoof your IP and make it look like you're from Japan and I get did, on the Netflix issue, that way. The issue with that is, I I know some people have said otherwise, but I tried doing that with Carolyn Tuesday, and they didn't have English subtitles. So, I might try it for BNA, but I I have my sources. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Otherwise, the it begins regular broadcasting on April 9th. So if you don't, if you're gonna have to hold out, April 9th is the date. That April BNA 9th comes in Japan. Out. It's in Netflix Japan drill. So oh, the, okay. So so it's gonna be available for us in the states on normal Netflix. In July. And so, like, the reason why they do that is because they want to... Netflix is, like, getting into the anime game a lot more. And so, they're doing the dub. Netflix is doing the dub. They did it for um, what just came out, Beastars. So, they waited for the dub to be finished for the with Beastars before releasing it on uh, U.S. Netflix. So, that's, what the, that's why we get this delay. Which is, I think, is just so dumb. Like, I don't know why you just can't release it and then release the dub later on with what everybody else does unless it's a simul dub i don't know netflix has some weird i have some conspiracy theories on what netflix is going to do this year so it's just a matter of time before they start buying out uh production studios and making their own anime that's just what that's my conspiracy theory don't tell anybody okay next one we're moving on to is if i can pronounce this right uh galpanier what does it consider sure. to be a monster? A horrible blood-sucking vampire? Frankenstein's creation? Sushi Kagaya has a secret. Other than having great grades and being skilled in sports, he isn't what one would call normal. In fact, Suichi can't even be considered a human. On one fateful morning, he, he woke up as a monster with brute strength and abnormally strong sense of smell. With big fluffy paws and the depression and self-hate that comes with losing one's humanity. His life was suddenly flipped upside down. Claire, the girl he has decided to save, now holds a secret over his head. Claire is a sadistic and utterly twisted girl with no sense of empathy towards the lives of others. Before meeting Suichi, she was in search of monsters, hoping to find her monster sister. Despite becoming a monster, Suichi continues to hold on to his human morals. But how long can one last in an insufferable way of living? So this is a action mystery supernatural sign-in. So it's going to have those adult-themed... I'm assuming it kind of looks like gothic. I don't know if there's going to be, like, gore or a lot of blood in this type of thing. But it definitely kind of has this, um... Like, Madoka Magica type of, like, gothic style to me. I'm checking it out just because I know one person who read the manga and loved it. But I know the manga isn't super well-received. So this is probably going to be pretty hit and miss for a lot of people. I have no idea what it's streaming on. I have literally no idea of the story other than the synopsis. So I don't know if you're planning on checking out this one or not, but to me, I, this is probably one of these ones where I'm like on the fence about. Yeah, I'm planning on at least giving it a shot. 
there's a ton going on, but I I like the from what the synopsis has told us, I like the uh, setup for it. But it'll it could definitely be something I end up dropping. I'm not too sure on. Yeah, so tune in. We'll see how. I mean, if you follow us on Twitter, I usually tweet about every show I watch. So I'll pick this one up and we'll see how this one goes. But this is one of those ones where uh, I'm pretty iffy about. Speaking of shows that we're iffy about, The Eighth Son, Are You Kidding Me, is the next one that I will be watching. This most likely from the synopsis is going to be a show that is going to be very hit and miss for people. But it's a isekai about a 25-year-old who's working at a some firm company who ends up dying or ends up waking up one day in a six-year-old's body. The six-year-old that he wakes up inside is the son of a aristocrat that is very poor. A no- uh, so essentially a noble family, very poor, and he has the power of magic and he can use that. He's trying to use that magic to bring prosperity to his family, but like harsh the he lives in a harsh world where that might not go as well as he was hoping it's a pretty generic isekai setup from the sounds of it i'm I'm willing to give it a shot i like to try out all of these shows when they come out and only about half of them ever stick to the point i watch all the way through yeah this one just seems like another wise man grandchild isekai cheat magician type of thing where i'm getting those type of vibes from it's Oh, I bet there's a harem in this one type of thing. Where oh, I'm certain there is. Yeah, I think so there's like five chicks on the front cover. So yeah, it's like uh, you know this one's probably. You know what? I might watch it just so I can like, you know, like every year now that we're doing like a, the worst anime of the year. I think I might just watch this just to see if it's still be that type of show. I hope I'm surprised. I hope it's more of a how not to summon a demon lord and. Not a wise man grandchild type of show, but we'll see. I will watch three episodes of this show probably. So it's easy. Yeah, I saw. I check it. I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't. I'm not holding it up and thinking it's going to be great, but I'm willing to give it a shit. All right. Next up, we have hopefully not another Cinderella nine, and that is Tamayomi. It's about a. The main character is a female, all-female baseball team, and the main character is a pitcher with a magic throw. So it kind of sounds like Ace of Diamond, where the dude can throw the ball like a thousand miles an hour. And nobody can catch this magic throw except when she gets into high school and her long-last childhood friend is a catcher, and she can catch it. So it's probably just going to be, hopefully, a good sports drama with girls baseball i just really hope it's not cinderella nine which was a awful fucking show and i hope they just actually represent women in sports but just from previous experience i have my doubts adam do you have any like any thoughts or are you planning on watching this one? Oh, i'm absolutely gonna watch it i love sports anime how, and, like, I watched all of Cinderella 9, and like you, I was very disappointed with it by the end. I felt the biggest issue with that was that they took the whole idol, like, theme and idea and tried to mix it with sports, and they just didn't do justice to either side. So I hope they just kind of don't do that with this one and just focus more on the sports side of things. Just make this, like, Ace of the Diamond, but with females or yes. something just really focus on make like making them good well-written characters and not just like idol tropes 
Like, I love idol shows, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think it mixes well with sports because the thing that sports anime do so well is, like, deep, deep character development and, like, bonding. And the idol shows is just more about being cute. Yes, it's okay for the shy girl to be good at baseball. She doesn't have to be the worst player. It's okay. Exactly. It's okay for tropes to have other qualities in their life. And that's all I'm asking for. You can have the Sundere shortstop. I don't care. Like, just have an actual representation of girls playing baseball. That's all I ask. Absolutely. And next, talking about females in anime, we're going into art, which this one really intrigued me based on the uh, setup. It's about, I believe, it's in, set in Florence in the uh, 16th century, 16th century yep. Renaissance era. And it's about a girl who loves art, but because of the generations she's living in, she, it's not, it's not positive for a woman to be doing art. Like, they're not, basically not allowed to. But she's basically going against, like, popular society and, like, trying to pursue a career in art. And I think that's a great setup. I love the visuals of it. I love that it, from the looks of it, it's supposed to be like history based, which I don't think we get enough of shows that take place in actual like real life history and not just some like made up thing. I think that's one thing Vinland Saga people like about that is that like there's a basis in reality there. Yeah, it's also not set in Japan, which was really most times that when I watch animes that aren't set in Japan, they're, like, really good. Like like you said, Vinland Saga was an, an accurate portrayal of, like, the, like, Norway, Denmark, United Kingdom area. And I thought they did a fantastic representation. You have Bacchano, which is a 1930s mafia in Chicago. Like, you have these great animes set and not in Japan, especially in different time periods. So, I'm... I literally learned about this show today, and when I read it, I was like, yep, yep, this is definitely a show that I could get into. Anything adult-themed, uh, you know I'm probably watching it, so. I don't like the fact that her name is Art, and it's about her being an artist. It just seems That just seems lazy to me, but other than that, like I don't have any gripes forthcoming of this show, so I'm really looking forward to this show. Uh, next up, we have a show. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I was the only one who watched it, and this is the second season of A Sentence of a Bookworm. And this is a slice of life isekai, which kind of got into a different turn of events towards the end of season one. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but it's essentially about a girl who dies and she gets reborn, but her whole life she just wants to be like a librarian because that's what she was in her former life. And she enters a world where books are more expensive than gold. Nobody knows how to write really. So it's just her trying to like overcome being poor and trying to add literacy to the world. Very different, unique take on the Isekai. I thoroughly enjoyed season one. It was like a solid eight out of 10 uh, show. And it ramped up towards the end where I think season two is going to be incredible. So if you're a fan of like Isekais and Slice of Life, I definitely check it, recommend it because there's not many shows that are like this. So. Check it out. I'll do a review down the road of this second season. But if you're a fan of those genres, please check out Ascendance of a Bookworm. All right. And the last one for me that we're going to be talking about is Kaku Shigoto. I think is how you pronounce it. Yep. I have it, It's a English name, Hidden Things, which I don't know how that even ties into this. But 
the story is about a father who is taking care of his young daughter Hime and trying to protect her from the world. But he all his profession is he is a professional uh he's a manga artist, but he does vulgar manga. So he's trying to like raise his daughter but keep her away from that side of the world that he has to live in his daily life. It's supposed to be a comedy and a slice of life type of uh I think it's shown technically a shonen, so like more we're gonna get more childish jokes out of this, but uh it seems like an interesting concept. Yeah, it seems like a less uh, etchy version of Ao Chan Can't Study from last year. Uh, it does look, yeah. It, it, I know the title could look a little confusing. The English title it's called Hidden Things, so if you just remember it by Hidden Things, that might be a little easier to recommend or easier to remember than Kakushigoto. I think that's how you pronounce it. But I mean, father daughter stuff. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, like sweetness and lightning, sucker for it. So this is another show where. I'm a sucker for it. Like I don't know how else to describe it. This show looks, it looks beautiful. The animations look so good. I think this is going to be one of those under the radar ones. I'm going to be telling everybody to watch it type of thing. It. I don't know if it's going to be a short though. It kind of looks like it's going to be a short. Yeah, I guess I get that vibe. I could get that vibe from it. I wasn't thinking that going into it, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it did turn out to be a short. I just, I, bear, I did a little, little, little bit of research, and it doesn't look like there's that many chapters. So that's why I feel like they're not going to be able to adapt a whole lot of this. So I think this might be a 12-minute show. And if it is, that's that's perfectly fine. But I'm just a sucker for like father-daughter stuff. I just really, I know it's going to be like, hey, guess what? The mom died in a car accident, and now we have this single father. So I just... I really wish it wasn't going to be that trope, but I know it's going to be, but it is what it is. I'm looking forward to any, uh, like I said before, adult-themed animes. I'm glad we're getting a lot this season. Yeah, and this is only, like, a small part of what we're actually planning to watch. Like, I think we, I have 19 shows that I was planning, and we're only talking about 15 here. Yeah, I mean, so. we're not even including movies from this season, because we got... The Digimon movie, we got the Violet Evergarden movie, we have... What else is on here? Uh, oh, we also have the awful CG, um, what's it called? Ghost in the Shell that's coming out on Netflix. That's going to be a train wreck, probably. We have the Ore Suke OVA. We have Evangelion 3.0 plus 1. There's a lot of stuff jam-packed into the season that we couldn't get to. And if we're going to be in quarantine, this is going to be a really good season to watch anime. I hope I should put it that yeah. way. Uh, we also have the Digimon Adventure reboot show. Oh, that's for right. 2020. I forgot to do that. This season too. This, this season is jam packed with so much stuff. If you're looking for something specific, it's probably coming out this season. And I didn't even get to like, no Guns Life second season, which I watched. We have another adult, uh, like uh, drama romance called Yesterday that's coming out as well. So there's so much you can look forward to if you didn't see anything on this list, and you want to take a look at like what's coming out this season. Like I definitely check out going to like my anime list and looking at the seasonal lineup and seeing 
if any of the shows line up for what you're looking for because you're going to be surprised with how much is coming out this season that we didn't get to yeah like just to name a couple of them there's the couple like isekai or not necessarily isekai but those like adventure shows like uh princess connect redive president's time to battle there's another like slice of life called diary of our days at break at breakwater uh zero what was it a uh, shiraneko project zero chronicle like there's there's a lot of stuff on my list that i need to like maybe i'll just post a full list on like twitter or something yeah there's so much which is great because this season sucks and i can't wait to review it in our next episode yeah this season has been a yeah it's been something i think this is might be like the second worst season for me since we started the it, show. It's number one for me in terms of dropped shows. And there's, I mean, there's, we get, there's always going to be good shows every season. So don't, yeah, don't I worry. Think there this are... one has the most good show uh, of the two seasons that I'm thinking of. The other one, I had almost no shows that I was like, oh yes, I'm really, really glad I watched this. There were a couple like, eh. but there is at least one show this season that i'm like i i absolutely love and two and we'll talk about that later yes that's in two weeks that we will be having our review and i also would like to announce that the next uh anime jeopardy will be coming up i believe i have all of the podcasts set up for that and that will be in about a month so look forward to seeing more uh, anime podcast, Duel on Anime Jeopardy, and the Anime Rambling Boys Tropical Robot will be back to defend his title. But thanks again, as always, for listening. If you are listening to us on YouTube, if you'd like, we would appreciate like a thumbs up or subscribing. iTunes, same way. If you subscribe and leave a review, that's a great way for us. Otherwise, Spotify and other ways of listening to us. We just greatly appreciate you reaching out and listening to us. We're also on Twitter. And what do you say, Annie? That's what do you say, A N I, on Twitter. Adam, do you have any last words before we head out for the night? I just hope everyone's staying safe out there. Make sure you know, washing your hands, stay keeping every, uh, staying clean. You know, just don't get sick. And if you do, don't, try not to spread it around other people. We gotta be safe and protect our communities out there. Absolutely, stay inside, watch anime. Support your local anime podcast. And without further ado, we will be seeing you next time. Thanks again.